Hello, this is Ernest Burley Jr., your certified financial planner professional, your chartered financial consultant, your NFL PA registered player financial advisor, your investment advisor representative. I hold the series 663 and 7 that allow me to offer securities products to clients across the country. I'm also your author of two books on money management. Money management easy as one, two, three, and money management from grade school to grad school. These books are being used across the country to teach money management principles, financial planning principles, and insurance concepts to children, youth, and adults. So I thank you, um, uh, thank all of you who are doing that right now, and even those who are purchasing it themselves for their own edification and to um, for family members. And I've heard people ask about family reunions and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so I said you go to Amazon and just buy them out, buy out the books. They're both available at um, Amazon and also at at uh, my church, First Baptist Church of Glenarden, and other um, organizations and institutions. Just Google them; and they're there. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, so. I'm also your uh, licensed insurance agent. I have experience of over 30 years in the industry and over 25 years in business. I have clients from the north to the south, from the east to the west uh, with financial services and insurance products and services. So I love the fact that I can service clients all across the country um, that way. It's just, it's just awesome sauce to me. Awesome sauce. Okay. All right. So here we go. I specialize in these areas, wealth management, investing, so IRAs, 401k plans, uh, brokerage accounts, retail accounts, things of that nature. Also asset protection, so protecting what you've accumulated in addition to asset growth. So strategically trying to grow what you have uh, at, in your possession. Financial planning, that's something else I specialize in, whether it be basic financial planning or comprehensive financial planning. Life insurance, all different types of insurance. So life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, auto, home, boat, condo, renters, business, church, professional liability, contractors, jewelry, investment properties. So we, we have all different types of insurance products and services here for clients across the country also. Um, also, uh, athlete management. So let's not forget about that. Uh, on the NFL side, I'm an NFL PA registered player financial advisor. On the NBA side, I'm an MBPA certified player agent. So there you go. Athlete management is in the mix also at Burley Insurance and Financial Services. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to educate you, to enlighten you, to empower you with clear, objective, unbiased information so you can make some great uh, decisions for yourself, for your family, for your business, for your church, for those who you're connected to. Uh, that's what that's what this is all about. So hopefully you get some good nuggets of information to do that. Okay. All right. Today's podcast is titled Life Insurance FAQs Part Two. I thought I was going to be able to knock this thing out in one or two sessions, but I may end up with like five or maybe even 10 of these because the FAQs is just so many frequently asked questions. And every time I have a speaking engagement, like for the past several weeks, it's been like every weekend I've been speaking somewhere. Uh People always come up to me with stories and ask questions and are confused about something. So I enjoy doing that. And uh, the FAQs have a lot of that information in them that people are asking questions about. So here's another shameless plug. Come hang out with me uh, this Saturday, June the 3rd at uh, Southern Fellowship, no, Southern Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Temple Hills. The address is 4444 Branch Avenue. Easy. Four fours, <laughs> 4444 Branch Avenue, located in Temple Hills, Maryland. 
Again, the name of the church is Southern Friendship Missionary Baptist Church, and it's in Temple Hills, Maryland. I'll be there. Uh, it starts at nine o'clock. The event starts at nine o'clock. I'll be there speaking about life insurance, the ins and outs of life insurance, and discussing various life insurance plans and answering questions there. There will also be an attorney there to talk about estate planning, all the legal documents that go with that, and also uh, someone there to talk about exit planning. Um, so it, it's going to be a great, great event. So I hope you come out. Uh, I'll love to meet you and uh, answer your questions there in person because there are always follow-up questions. It's kind of hard to answer questions online because you have uh, one question. And I try to be thorough when people ask me questions. I try to be really thorough. So I think that works pretty well. But a lot of people have follow-up questions too. So you'll be able to do that stuff at the, uh, at the session, okay? Now let's jump on into uh, life insurance, uh, FAQs part two, right? The podcast for today. So the first question, the first FAQ, do all life insurance policies require a medical exam? Again, do all life insurance policies require a medical exam? The answer to that is no. Uh, so here's the, here's the deal. Most companies have, I would say, I would venture to say all companies probably have a grid, some type of grid where they have the age across the top. So they have like maybe zero to 16 and then 18 to 25 or whatever, just a grid across the top of different age brackets. And then on the side, uh, amounts of coverage. So, you know, zero to 25,000 and 26,000 and 100,000 or whatever. And it goes on down and wherever you meet your age, and that amount of coverage, it tells me, okay, whether that person needs an exam or not. So the answer to your question is, no, you don't always need an exam, but it's based on the amount of coverage in your age. So if you're just getting ten dollars or $15,000 of coverage, a lot of companies won't require a medical exam. They don't want, they don't, they won't get your blood in your urine. Um, but if you want a higher amount of coverage, you know, $50,000, $100,000 or what have you, more than likely they're going to want some type of medical exam. Like I said, but it's based on your age and the amount of coverage. That's the answer. The answer is no, you don't always need a, a medical exam. And the follow-up to that is it's based on your age and the amount of coverage that you're asking for. Okay, next question, next FAQ. Should you name your estate the beneficiary of your life insurance policy? That's a no, no, no. Ne never name your estate the beneficiary of your life insurance policy because that takes away one of the great advantages of life insurance. It avoids probate. So you want to avoid probate at all costs if you can, right? So if you have um, individuals named as beneficiaries, the money doesn't get tied up in that legal process of probate. It go, the money goes directly to individuals or to an organization or to a business or wherever you want the money to go, it doesn't get tied up in probate. And that's what you, that's what you want. You don't want anything to go into probate that does not have to go into probate. And when you name something, um, if you, when you name your beneficiary, the estate is going to end up in probate. Okay. So let's not do that. Next FAQ, next life insurance FAQ, frequently asked question. Are life insurance proceeds taxable? No, they normally aren't taxable. They're normally tax-free. So uh, that's, that's the normal case, easy answer there. <laughs> next question, can you own several life insurance policies? Well, yes, you can. You can own as many life insurance policies as you want, right? Um, so, but why? Why would you have multiple? Why would you just say, okay, well, I'm going to get a policy at this company, this company, this company. What you want to do is figure out how much coverage you need or want and get one policy to fit that need. Now, I'll put a caveat here. I can understand why some people have multiple policies because I have multiple life insurance policies. So if you start out 
say you start out young, like I did, start out young, uh, uh, getting life insurance because you want to lock in the rate. You you came to one of my seminars and you you say, hey, that guy's going to something. I better get me some coverage now while I'm young and healthy and my rate is very low. So if you locked in a certain amount of coverage, you might've just got some basic amount, something just 100,000 or something like that, just to lock in a low rate while you're young and healthy. But then, hey, say you get married, then you have to get more coverage, right? Or you should get more coverage because you're like, okay, each one of you wants to make sure the other person is taken care of if something unfortunate happens to you while you marry, right? Um, now, you end up having children. That, that's more responsibility. So you may need to get more coverage because you want to know if something unfortunate happens to you that your children will be able to continue to maintain their standard of living, be able to go to school, et cetera. So you need more coverage. Okay, you go buy a house. Now you need more coverage because you have that financial responsibility, right? So I can understand how a person has multiple policies throughout their life because they are increasing their responsibilities. That makes sense, but not just to sit down and say, okay, I need a million dollars of coverage. I'm gonna get 250 at four different companies. There's no discount for doing that. So it doesn't make sense to do that, okay? Now, also I've seen people have multiple policies when they have a large need. So say a person needs a million dollars of life insurance and they understand, hey, man, I can't get all term because I understand the term is not gonna be there when I'm in my later years, right? 70, 80, 90 years old, that term policy is gonna be gone. So they want some permanent coverage too, but they can't afford all that amount of coverage, a million dollars or $2 million of coverage in permanent life insurance. So what some people will do at that point is get a term policy for the bulk of what they need and maybe get like quarter mil or $100,000 of permanent life insurance to say, okay, I know this policy is gonna be here whether I'm 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old or more, this policy is gonna be here for me all the time. I know the term policy is gonna fall off. So that's why some people may have multiple policies at, at the one time also, okay? But you don't just get it just to, you know, don't get multiple policies just to break it up like that. That doesn't make sense, okay? Next question. My term policy is about to reach its, the end of its term. What can I do? So that means it's coming up on that term where we all, I've talked about this many times before, at the end of the term, the rate's gonna go up, right? And normally it goes up through the roof. And I've had this happen to several clients. Uh, so I have to like, I, I didn't write the initial policy for them because they were, you know, had gotten some coverage elsewhere before they knew me. But now they have these term policies that are about to blow up. That's what I call about to blow up where the rate's gonna go through the roof. So at that point, you have a couple of options. Okay, ideally, uh, if the company, I would I always add, um, ask clients to ask the insurance company if they have a term conversion option in there, which means you can convert that term policy into a permanent plan of life insurance without going through a medical exam. Now you'll pay a higher rate because that's a permanent life insurance policy that's going to last forever, but you don't have to go through a medical exam and you can just keep that policy going permanently as opposed to it eventually dying off because, uh, well, no pun intended, the, pol the policy eventually um, expiring because the rate just goes too high, right? And then term policies eventually terminate anyway, okay? So that's the first option. Hopefully the policy has a good term conversion. You can convert it into a permanent policy. But if not, then you have to like look at trying to get yourself some coverage and going through underwriting to get yourself some, some coverage um, that will remain in place as opposed to the term, okay? Next question, can I get a good rate with a health condition? Yes, you can. 
it depends on the health condition, what it is, but I've had people come to me with high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, or some other medical condition. As long as those conditions are maintained uh, with, med with medication, life insurance companies are fine with that. Now, of course, there are certain health conditions that you, you have that make, make you uninsurable. I can't go down the list, but, um, but a lot of health conditions, you can still get a good rate in life insurance. So um, here's what you want to do is just have, most companies have questionnaires. So I'm appointed with dozens of life insurance companies. So I find out which company, which, which company has the better underwriting practice, right? As far as that's concerned with my client. So I'll get a questionnaire filled out. So if say if you have diabetes, then I'm going to know what your A1C is. I want to know what's type one, type two, you're insulin dependent, several questions I'm going to want to know. And there are other questions on that questionnaire. And then I'll uh, forward that form to my back office and they'll research it and say, okay, based on this person's health condition, hey, we can get them this rate. And these are the companies that will be the best fit for this client, right? So uh, it depends on the answer to the question is, yes, you can get a good rate, but it depends on what the health condition is, okay? Uh, but if it's something controlled with meds, a lot of times you can get a good rate still, but it does depend on what the health condition is. All right, last question I'm going to cover today is, when are you too old to think about life insurance? So my answer to that is you, you can't outsave life insurance. So as long as the life insurance company is willing to issue you a policy, you should always be thinking about life insurance if you don't have the amount of life insurance you need. Now, people don't think about this, but at some point, life insurance companies cut you off. I hate to put it that way, but normally when you start getting around that 80-year-old mark, like the early 80s, they won't issue a policy for someone that's like over, say, 80 or 82, 85. Every company has their own cutoff. But uh, when you start getting into the 80s, then you can't get a life insurance policy, um, depending on how far you are into your 80s. So that, that answers that question. That's when you're too old for life insurance, when they stop issuing you a life insurance policy, where they will not issue a life insurance company. Uh, a life insurance company will not issue you a life insurance policy. So I recommend... I recommend life insurance up until that point. I've written policies for clients in their 80s, actually. Uh, so there are companies that will go up until like your low 80s. But once you start reaching that, reaching that mid 80 point, uh, I can't think of any companies that will really issue policies after that age. Okay. So there you go. That's the answer to that question, right? Um, you're not ever too old as long as they're going to issue you a policy. <laughs> Because you can't outsave it. You can't, you can't say, well, hey, it's $100 for $10,000 of coverage, though. So, I mean, you kind of look at it. $200 for $10,000, we, we don't need to do the math, right? It, it, you can't outsave life insurance. So if you can qualify, get it. I don't care how old you are, okay? All right, that's it for today's podcast. I got a ton more questions, but I can't do them because the podcast will be going too long. All right, so the recap is, hey, just go over these FAQs. Make sure you have the information so you can make the right decisions for yourself and for your family. The takeaway is, hey, um, life insurance really isn't that scary. You just have to be knowledgeable about it and uh, make the right decisions based on what's in your best interest, not what someone's trying to cram down your throat. Get some knowledge, some basic understanding, ask questions for, from people who are objective, and then uh, digest it. Uh, make the right decision for yourself, okay? I want to thank you guys for listening like you do every week. I really appreciate it. I ask that you forward this podcast to others um, and ask them to do the same, your friends, your family members, your church members, your coworkers, your employers, everyone across the globe. I ask that you share the podcast with, this, with them. 
Uh, my YouTube channel has all of my podcasts on it. It's Ernest Burley Jr. Just in my name, Ernest Burley Jr. That's my podcast. Uh, that's my YouTube channel, which has all my podcasts on it. And I go over a, a wide array of different topics, everything from real estate to I talk about infinite banking. I talk about all different types of insurance policies, not just life insurance, disability insurance, homeowners insurance, auto insurance, uh, in addition to uh, financial topics, you know, retirement savings, um, uh, tax breaks, whether you should buy a home or whether you should still continue to rent, okay? Talk about all that stuff, how to increase your credit score. So I talk about a lot of different th things on there. So you can click around in there, subscribe first. So subscribe, then click around in there and see what podcast may be of interest to you, okay? So I appreciate those who are doing that. And I ask the, the other people to do the same thing. Um, connect with me. The way to connect with me, very easy. You can email me. My email address is very simple. It's my first name at myfullname.com. So Ernest at ErnestBurleyJr.com. And Junior is JR. Or you can go to my website and email me from there. My website is ErnestBurleyJr. or ErnestBurley.com. Either way, ErnestBurley.com or ErnestBurleyJr.com. And I have a lot of... Uh, great information on my website too, like videos and um, uh, information on different services that may be of help to you. So you can, you know, peruse my website also for some things that may be of help to you. Okay. So you can go through there. You can email me through my website, or you can just call my firm 301-262-2600. Again, 301-262-2600 is the number to my firm here in Bowie, Maryland. And like I said, my firm is here in Bowie, Maryland. Um, but I have clients all over the country from the, from all the way, way out West <laughs> to, to the East coast, which, where I am all up North, all the way down South. So all over the place. So I reach everywhere. <laughs> all right. So here I have to read my disclaimers, as I mentioned, financial services and all that kind of stuff. So here we go. Burley Insurance and Financial Services, Inc. 13621 Annapolis Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20720. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., Member FINRA and CIPIC, Burley Insurance and Financial Services, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Ernest Burley, Jr., moi, and Burley Insurance and Financial Services, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group, Inc. does not provide tax advice. So there you go. That's it for today. I, I And I appreciate, you know, when I run across people either out in the store or at church and they're like, Ernest, keep doing these podcasts. It, they're, they're great and they're educating people. And because, you know, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm talking to you this way. But they said it's definitely not a waste of my time. So I, I appreciate hearing those type of comments that it's helpful to, to people out there in global America, you know, global Global world, not global America. That's not great. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, so, um, hey, I appreciate you guys listening. I ask that you uh, forward this information to others. And until next time, hey, y'all be safe out there and y'all take care, okay? <laughs> take care.